Attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, scientists, brains, and sensory organs of all ages. It is time once again for Blastro Podcast. <laughs> and now your host, that man of science, Dottore. <laughs> Welcome, food goblins and time noblins, to episode 20 of Blastro Podcast. I'm your succulent host, Tatore Balordo, man of science. And this November, we're pleased as pine to be once again enjoyed by our friend of the show, Cat Evans. Cat, welcome back to Backstro Podcasts. Also succulent. Yes, we are, we are both duly succulent in our own fashion. Kat, thank you for coming on to the show for the November episode of Blaster Podcast. Thanksgiving! I am delighted to be here. <laughs> Hooray! So, Kat, you have been on episode of Blaster Podcast before. I have, and the floor is so much cleaner this time. Thank you! There's nothing to eat. No. And yet... We're supposed to talk about food. Weird. Isn't... Have we graduated from eating crumbs? Was that kind of like the, the little Debbie of our adolescence? That was the little Debbie of our adolescence. <laughs> and little Debbie won, because Hostess is no more, right? What? Little Debbie, like, totally beat Hostess. Is she a big Debbie now? <laughs> good, good. I've been given all that processing and cream, she... <laughs> cream-filled chocolatey goodness. It's only a matter of time the, until she gets big Debbie. Zebra cakes. Big-ass Debbie. Big-ass Debbie. B-A-D. <laughs> The big old B.A.D. So, yeah, no more uh, floor food, I'm afraid. The ham that was previously hanging from the ceiling has also been eaten. And in fact, I I apologize, but I happened to burn down my entire kitchen. Damn it. Damn it indeed. Hey, cat. Did you burn down the delivery people as well? Delivery people? I've been seeing some bones around the front door. Oh, I don't know what the deal with that is. (laughs) You know, we get so many um, of the uh, Harish... Krishnams that come by? <laughs> the Harshish? Uh-huh. The Hashish Krishnas? Exactly. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And we can't, we can't, um, they can't enter, answer the riddle of Sphinx that stands outside my door. Yeah. And then when they can't, he zaps them with his laser beams. Yeah, there should be more delivery people with degrees in classics so that they can answer the riddle of the Sphinx. Yes, or have the mirror shield like in Legend of Zelda. Uh, yes, that also defends people from a certain basilisk in Harry Potter. Mirrors are very useful. Mirrors are very useful. If there's nothing else we can learn from this episode on food... <laughs> it's use a mirror when defending yourself against evil creatures. Exactly. Keep it on you. Keep it on you. Like, like a 20. Dasvidanya. Just keep it on you. <laughs> Cats, last time we encountered you in the forest, you were a yogin teacher and an actron. Indeed. We Indeed. talked about yogin and actoring. Indeed. In fact, I still participate in both of those activities for pay. For pay. <laughs> Indeed. To pay? Uh, <laughs> all my hair is real. Oh. Thank you very much. Wow. Yes, I continue to teach yoga all over this fair city of Chicago in corporate offices, gyms, and yoga studios. Excellent. And I am participating in many acting gigs. I just did The Quiet Man. Was it, how, how did it go over? <laughs> much more loudly than you think. Huh. Ah. No, I just did The Quiet Man Tales, uh, source material originally by Maurice Walsh. You may have heard of the film of the same name that starred John Wayne. Uh, Our source material goes back further than that. It was adapted by Frank Mann, and we played to packed crowds at Chief O'Neill's. What were they packed with? People. You put people inside of other people? (laughs) Like the human rantipede? I know that's how you'd prefer it, Dottore. I'm sorry, the human centipus. Oh, I know what kind of a show it is, and I know why the man must be quiet. (laughs) Otherwise, he'll be heard by his parents. Sometimes centipedes come out of my sink, and I scream really loudly. Ice cream really loudly comes out of your sink? (laughs) Only when the centipedes join it. Oh, well, I can help you out with that problem. Other people worry about cockroaches, but really, in my little Chicago studio, it's, it's the very, very large hairy centipedes that live in my sewers. Oh. Does anyone else have this problem? Well, if you have this problem, call into Blaster Podcast or no. <laughs> we don't have a telephone. <clears throat> Cat. Uh, oh, am I, Cat. Am, I, am I supposed to talk about my other projects right now? No, this oh. isn't time for plugs, you animal. <laughs> You'd keep the change. Stop trying to time tortoise your way to the end of the episode. Cat, we're just beginning. And so I've been wondering, okay. I'm full of anticipation. 
I'm full. Of, okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you quoting Rocky Hornet at me? That may be the case. Okay. Cat, only three people in our audience know what that is. <laughs> really? Now, if you had quoted Hedwig and the Angry Inch, we'd be all about it. That's the new Rocky Hornet. But my sex change operation did not get botched. Really? No, mine was fine. Which one are you? <laughs> I'll never tell. Oh, boy. Uh, Wait, uh, cats, uh, as you mentioned earlier, we have a special American-only holiday coming up around the corner. Yes, uniquely American holiday. Yes. So what are your plans for Thanksgeaster? Good question. I... Oh, I might have to conceal my plans. You're not going to plead the fifth? Like a weapon. Uh, I do... Yeah. I don't like a weapon. <laughs> I like a piece. <laughs> uh, I will be in both Chicago and Michigan. How can, I can happen? Tell you that. Uh, do you I... have a time nobbler? Because <laughs> the only known time nobbler was destroyed by Dr. Huai. Dude, nobblers are for people of mature age. I don't think I qualify. I can't I think you're a grown you adult. You just show an ID to buy one of those things. I don't have a nobbler. Don't you have to pay your taxes? Like Mark Nobbler? What is a Mark Nobbler? Uh, Dire Straits? What? I don't know. Are you, what? <laughs> See, you're saying you're not an adult, and then you're talking about band members from Dire Straits. <laughs> okay, I admit it, I'm old. If you know what Max Headroom is, you're a goddamn adult cat. <laughs> Coke, catch the wave. Mm-hmm. Just... Dance into the fire. <laughs> Ooh, I know who Spuds McKenzie is, too. Yeah. Oh. And I know what a, a football phone is. <clears throat> Remember the football phone? Oh, right. You never, you'll what... never guess where I'm calling Sports from. Sports Illustrated football phone? Okay, can we talk about this one ad campaign that I feel like I'm the only person in the world who remembers? Sure, forget maybe, about food. Maybe <laughs> we're talking about dating ourselves with cultural references. I date myself constantly. <laughs> I know. I know. And you I'll have... tell you something, I'm a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me get you another shot. Okay, no, LA gear. Does LA anyone, gear. anyone remember this briefly? Again, Kat, there's no way they can call in. No, we're not live tweeting this either. <laughs> That's good. Live live tweet blogging annoys the snot out of me. But okay. we're we're blogging. We're not blogging. LA Gear, LA Gear briefly had this ad campaign where their slogan was "You're such a brat." Really? And I couldn't understand how this was going to sell various types of tennis shoes. And I don't think it lasted very long. But I remember this commercial that involved a man and a woman discussing a sports car in front of them, and. <clears throat> You know, they're flirting with each other, and he says to her, you know, why do they call all cars she's? And she proceeds to describe the car in all these sexual ways, stroking her hand on the hood of the car. And so he's sort of, oh, she's into me, he thinks. And so he puts his hand on her hand and says, well, uh... And then she janks her hand back, and she says, but if you try to start them too fast, they stall. Oh. And he just replies, you're such a brat. And it's... then it's like they, they throw the logo up there, L.A. Gear. Is she his daughter? Is that, is that the <laughs> twist? Is that, yeah. I mean, and I guess they were wearing tennis shoes the whole time. Like, I I was so utterly bewildered by this. It obviously made an incredible impression on me. It burned into your mind's eye. Yeah, even more than, like, Encyclopedia Britannica ads. Kat, let me ask you this. Is brat an algorithm? Like an acronym? Like, yes, like FBI. Oh, so huh? the brutally redundant urinary tract? That's Brut. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Brut is my favorite cologne, by the way. The, the, um, or is it champagne? Uh, Brut is my favorite champagne. The brilliantly realistic <clears throat> ant track. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call the female of Vinagra? Oh. An ant track? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, I Because that's where the eggs are. Oh. And that's where the larvae go. I know human anatomy. Let me go get my centipede. Oh, okay. Think about this, however, cat. You were talking about the 1980s. Yes. And was not a popular acting group of actors called the Bat Pack? There was the Brat Pack. So perhaps they're trying to make an illusion to bats, brat, uh, to Bart's. Oh my goodness! You're such a brat. You're such a brat. Parentheses silence. Pack. Right. If you withhold In... sex from a man who wants to buy an automobile... Then you're just like a John Hughes movie. Yes! You're going to be famous! <laughs> we have just decoded L.A. gear. Yeah. 
Yes. We should work for the FBI. I know. The federal brat investigators. <laughs> yes, so we are. So we are. So anyway, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm going to be in both Chicago and Michigan over the weekend. I will be traveling back and forth, I assume. What were you doing for Thanksgiving, Detore? I'm staying here in the pot chamber in Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to eat everything I can. My idiot roommate is going back home to his idiot family. Ah. Yeah, well, I was going to make a nice big Thanksgiving feast for us to have a pre-Thanksgiving dinner, but complications arose. <laughs> like in a pregnancy. Kat, I don't think you understand how ants work. <laughs> <coughs> anyway. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> you need to work on your arson skills. My ar- What? Well, didn't you burn the kitchen down? I took arson crafts class. I think I know a thing or two around the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know if you do. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Yeah, I mean, let's go take a look at your melted toaster. Why are you always so criticous of me? Because I want you to be your best cold, plain ice cream. <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> But I do a good impression of her, don't I? No! I remind you just enough of her that you want to do all kinds of strange things to me. What is happening? Cat! On Thanksgiving! My mom listens to to this podcast! (laughs) Um, But you're going to spend Thanksgiving alone. No, yes, I am. Being thankful for the pod chamber. Is that what we do on Thanksgiving? What, okay, what is Thanksgiving all about? Well, what happened even? Oh, man. Cat! The first Thanksgiving is a subject of much controversy because it's a, dealing with the settlers, the colonial settlers, uh-huh. dealing with the Native Americans. Uh-huh. And we were, uh, the, if we, being white people, white people, are associating ourselves with the pilgrims, uh, we were welcomed and given food and sat down to a meal with the natives. Which was this great moment because probably all the colonial settlers were starving and going to die. And then they They turned right around and betrayed them. Well, yes. So as much as we want to talk about that meal as this really, you know, wonderful moment where we survive and we make new friends and we reach across cultural barriers, which are all things I would be delighted about, right? It's, It's a very uncomfortable historical moment it's an ugly thing glossed over by the victors of history yes if only we had another holiday to talk about the trail of tears (laughs) this is a great comedy podcast to bring up (laughs) such things so i mean thanksgiving because it is not necessarily religiously affiliated is celebrated by multiple ethnicities and religions across our fair country right because essentially christmas has a divide Not everybody worships Santa. But everybody worships commerce. So we all like to get a present. (laughs) I like to think everybody worships food. So Thanksgiving is kind of clear. Yeah. Everybody likes to eat. Yeah. I like to eat. Except those Gnostics. What's a Gnostic? The people who don't like bodies. Who doesn't like bodies? (laughs) Gnostics. (laughs) (laughs) You're not making any sense, Kat. Again? No. Is that like Slim Jims? Like the off-brand Slim Jim is called a Gnostic? Because you gnaw on your... Step into a Gnostic? Yeah, step into a Gnostic! Step into a Gnostic! That beefy juicy taste! (laughs) Turn to the spice! (laughs) I think the Kool-Aid man did that once. Oh, yeah? Well, he burst through the wall. I think you're thinking of Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. They're one and the same. (gasps) Spoilers! FBI! Oh, my God! (laughs) The Federal Bostic Institute! (laughs) So Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Thanksgiving. This episode is not about Thanksgiving, Cat. Oh, we're going to talk about food. We're, we're trying to talk about food. We're going to dive right into it, Cat. Cat. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Cat. <laughs> yes. What is food? Ingestible substances that our bodies convert into energy. Correct. This isn't even the lightning round review, and you got it. <laughs> So food is a thing that we can put inside of our bodies? Yes, we masticate it. What? We begin the digestive process by chewing and adding saliva to the mix. We we take the substance that we call food and we break it down, Mm -hmm. both 
physically with our teeth and emotionally. <laughs> yes. With our criticism. <laughs> yes. You'll never be as good as your brother, food. Yep, I'm a really good masticator cuz I'm so critical. I'm getting real deep here on this <laughs> on this food episode. <laughs> uh, Are you a mastic? I'm your analyst, Tore. Why? Because <laughs> that's what you pay me for. Do I, do I have to pay on you? <laughs> oh, I suppose I should have kept that a secret. God. Okay, so we ingest food by breaking it down in our mouths, right? Unless you're laid up in a hospital bed and they can inject it straight into your veins. That's another... Do what now? Uh, this you sounds can, like a good deal. You can, <laughs> you can be... I can mainline some potatoes. You can be given nutrition intravenously. Really? However, that generally isn't considered food. Oh. Per se. Why? Because it comes from another end? Uh, I think... That seems like a bum rap. Well, no, I think we just change our terminology once they inject it into your veins. Not food anymore. Mm-hmm. Just straight up go-go juice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we begin by chewing and adding saliva, and we break down the substance, and then we swallow it, and it goes down... The esophagus? esophagus uh, into the stomach, where it is... Pooled with a lot of acid. Yeah. Acid strong enough to burn a hole in a rug. What? That's what I heard. Wait, a rug made of food? Uh, <laughs> no, a rug made of fibers. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty powerful acid. And then from the stomach, which is actually pretty high up in your chest, it goes into the... The nipples. Uh, small intestine first or large intestine small first? Intestine small first. intestine Gotta first. Gotta start small in this process. And the process. irony is that I never understood as a child is that the small intestine is so much larger than the large intestine. Is that irony? Uh, it's not like meeting the man of my dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Like a death rock harden when you're two minutes uh, to the left. And isn't it bionic? <laughs> isn't it? We are old because we're talking about Alanis Morissette. Her first album, no less. <sighs> well, her first big album. Yeah. So, okay, your food travels down your stomach. Uh-huh. It gets so roughed around by some acids small. and goes into the small intestine. intestine. But it's ironic because the small intestine is... Larger Wah! than the large intestine. So, in during this process, the breakdown of the food causes all the nutrients that were part of it originally to get absorbed yes. into your bloodstream. By the villi, so, which are tiny finger-like things that line the inside of the small intestines. You have a lot of surface area of villi. Why, thank you. <laughs> You're not so bad yourself, honey. Oh! Uh, no, everyone has a lot of surface area of villi. Oh, You're great. Very absurd. I'm sorry. You're Just not like my mom. You're Cut not me that down special. No, I'm not. But I have a podcast. <laughs> that is very And special. I will yell into the microphone. <laughs> okay, so the small intestine, uh, a small in diameter, long in length. Right. The villi suck out the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it passes into... The walnut? The, sure. The whammoth. Uh, the marmoth. That, that which cannot be used... Voldemort! ...is waste. Oh. <laughs> Did I just throw a monkey wrench on your problems? It goes from small intestine to large intestine. Large intestine. What happens there that's special? In the large intestine, water, moisture is removed over a period of one to three days. Like this. Water break. It's thirsty work. The, the large intestine removes the water, and then you get the familiar brown torpedo shape that we all know and love, Cat. <laughs> Right, so it becomes waste product. Mm, ready for the conveyor belt. I remember someone coining in graduate school, I wish I could remember what smart person wrote this, but that violence was the performance of waste. What? Which, if you wanted to apply that to food, we're all very violent every day. What do you mean it's the performance of waste? It's the idea that when you hurt someone... Yes, I'm you listening. Are, you are saying that the substance of this human being can be wasted. I don't value this human being. I can kill them or I can hurt them in some way. So that when violence is committed, it is the performance. It's telling whether the audience is the person being hurt or the rest of the world, right? That I can waste this. This person is useless or is unvaluable to me and that I have the power to waste them. See? Okay. And, and so violence shows that people do not value other human beings. I'm a man of science, and I'm a dottore, so I'm going to counterfute this statement. Mm -hmm. In the end of, of Mice Man, spoilers, Squiggy shoots Leonard right in his big idiot head. That's violence. But he's doing it because he cares so much about that Frankenstein 
then he needs to destroy him before the angry mob does. I think that would be the exception that proves the rule. Mercy killing is not considered an act of violence so much. I don't know, Cat. I mercy killed a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still a fugitive from the Lauren. We didn't necessarily have leave to do that in our FBI Training. Tactics. Yes. So maybe <laughs> quid pro quo, catch. Yes, let's, let's cover that up. All right. With all the other evidence, we'll we'll scrub that out of this uh, pod document <laughs> later. <laughs> that is the sound of editing. That is the sound of erasure. Claire, cat. Yes, Dottore. <laughs> we we have only reached the large intestine. Right. It's time to move on. What? Well, we we've we've touched on it. We've briefly referenced. Have what, we touched what, on the rectum? <laughs> I, I well. <laughs> Figuratively speaking You do know yoga <laughs> You are capable of it Yes uh, But Mulabanda deals with the perineum Not the actual sphincter muscles What is a perineum? The perineum is your pelvic floor what? And it deals with the muscle that stops you from urinating The bladder muscle I don't have that muscle <laughs> You don't? <laughs> You're just in generally incontinent? Just play me a soothing song And I, <laughs> I whiz you across the leap. room <laughs> Uh, right, so the sphincter muscles and the pelvic floor are different, but a lot of people confuse them and squeeze them all at the same time. They squeeze them all at the same time to try to make water? No, to stop. To stop water? To stop water, or feces. Wait, you get a choice? (laughs) Again, maybe you are like much of the population and can't tell the difference, but the sphincter muscles are not the same as the pelvic floor. Can I put a pelvic rug on my pelvic floor? And will my stomach acids eat through it? I'm sure there's an internet for that. I mean, there's an app. I mean, I'm sure there's a website. Like where China, you, where there's their can, own specific internet? Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, I mean, you can probably order your own pelvic, pel- floor. pelvic rug. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of those. Yeah. They're called... Diaphragms. Melvins? <laughs> Merkels? Uh, shag? <laughs> it's a shag rug. Anyway, right. Kat, we go from the large intestines. To? The rug? To the rectum! That's a very soiled rug. To the rectum, to the rectum! The to rectum. The rectum! To the rectum! The, the colon? The colon. <laughs> the colonial. Yes! <gasps> Tying it back in! The post-colonial! It's all post-colonial! Poop is a post-colonial substance! <laughs> or it's pre-colonial. Yeah, I guess it's both. Yeah, it's both sides of the equation. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Poop has been around for a long, long time. time. Longer than humans! Yes. Yeah, worm can make of poop. Yes. Worm basically is just a, a, a poop factory, 3D printer, molding yes. poop in its own shape. And I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand that that mold, that worms would be changing whatever went through them. I uh, just thought they sort of ate dirt and dirt came out the end. Yeah, then it would. I yeah, I didn't necessarily realize that they were eating it and that it was poop. But I then just, last month you found out. <laughs> no, I, I think it was in fourth grade, and I was attending a very conservative private academy in. The oh South. well, it must be nice to uh, live in Coruscant, where you have the finest imperial academy. If by nice you mean they still use the paddle on their students, uh, were they in the water? Uh, no, they oh. were not. Oh. Anyway, I remember bringing this up that I was talking about a worm and, and how, you know, well, everything that goes in a worm just goes out the other end. It's just like blah, blah, blah. And then the teacher, who I think it was a guest speaker too, he's like, well, sometimes you bring things into your body and they go out the other end. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't even think right now. Like I was, I turned bright red and I had, ne- it never occurred to me. And then they paddled you to show that you are a waste <laughs> yes, to show that I was not valuable. And now it's time for performance of violence. Yeah, now who's to, now who's the analyst? Damn, Detore. The analyd? Like a worm? <laughs> the analog. Oh, good science fiction magazine. Anapest. Anapest? A strophe? <laughs> Anti-strophe. A spondy? <laughs> Cut! We're not here to talk about parts of poetry. Not tonight. No, not tonight, not ever. Cat, we're here <laughs> to talk about food. So we finally reached the rectum. Yes. What happens to that hot bolt of evil? <laughs> uh, it announces to the body through some pretty painful sensations that it's ready to exit. Do you have painful sensations prior uh, to excretion? I mean, if you try to deny it, it cannot the be The truth denied. will out, dear Watson. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I mean, I would just say that most people, it's very clear to them. Really? When the body announces. Because mine is pretty, uh, opaque. I would like to, <laughs> I'd like to make crystal poopsie, but I can't figure out the recipe. 
It's a secret. Check with Martha Stewart. Or Bleach. Mm. Martha Stewart. Now there's a woman with angelic dunkles. <laughs> Nobblers. Nob. Oh, uh, mm, uh. <coughs> uh, okay. So... so your poop come out. Is there any nutritional value in the poop? For someone. Like a figivore. Uh, like a... that guy on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's ordering pelvic rugs. Mm-hmm. Or the corn in there. Yes, so you can use feces to give nutrients to other things, like plants. Oh. But I, I don't know if it would be nutritious to animals or humans. To animals? I feel I have... like sometimes a dog will snout around in my dukes. I Yeah, I... I know that there are a lot of do- animals that will investigate feces. Yeah. I don't know if they eat it. Do they? I don't know. I'm not an animal. I'm a man. I'm not an alien either, <laughs> like Dr. Tan thought. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pretty smart guy. I'm going to check in with him. No, I'm not an alien. He is an analyst. He is an analyst. He is an analyst. I tried to cut him in half. And we're back. And we're back. Katmandu. Mm. What are the different types of food? Well, there used to be a curriculum called the Four Food Groups. Yes. Where we talked about meats and proteins, Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables, Uh grains, Uh and dairy products? Was that the other one? Diatomaceous earth. What was the other one? Uh, let's see, we got it. Uh, Sweets. No, no. Sweets you, and fats. No, no, so you're already going... Milks and cheese. You're going... No, no, it was it was dairy. Was Foods it? and herbs. Yeah, uh, those were the four. This curriculum was revised by the FDA, the National American Government, and became the food pyramid. What? Later on. Sounds so like it, an Egyptian scheme by be, ancient it, aliens. <laughs> Back to the aliens again. Of which I am not. Not at all. Well, no. Maybe they had their own Thanksgiving when they will colonize us. Maybe. And then they will we'll stuff welcome, us like Turkins. Right. We'll welcome them and then they will annihilate us. Anyway, so there used to be the four food groups, and they used to say that a balanced meal involved something from each of the four <coughs> food groups. Sure. Fruit, fruits and vegetables got, you know, their own category, um, but they were, you know, sort of to be one-fourth, and then meat one-fourth, and then grains one-fourth, and then dairy one-fourth, and that got revised, I don't know, was it the 80s? After we won we, World War Two. When we, uh, no, no, it was late, much later when they created the food pyramid, where they put grains on the bottom, which had the, the largest amount of servings. And then, I think proteins was put next? Or was it fruits and vegetables? I don't know, but the internet can yell at us about what That's the right answer true. is. That's true. Because I'm, yeah. And then at the very top of the food pyramid, then they put fats and sweets. Yes, because so like those are king. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, because you're supposed to use the least of them. What? But, I but there's the most of them in America. Indeed. Yeah. Yes, your recommended daily allowance does not necessarily correspond to people's tastes. Oh. So those were the two ways that are, that, you know, I think we were taught to talk about food. Yep. But, you know, there's a lot more options than that. And there are many people who do not eat meat at all. What? Yes. What are those people? Uh, vegetarians. And there are people who do not eat animal products at all. What? They're called vegans. And there are now many other kinds of ways to say no to one type of food and yes to others. So there's a whole industry that's trying to get us to stop eating wheat. Wheat. A, a whole industry that's trying to get us to stop eating nuts. Nuts. Uh, there is an industry that's trying to get us to stop eating anything processed or GMO created. Right? There's a whole lot of food wars. Why are so many food on. wars? Is it because we're not in enough real wars that we are now <laughs> worrying about our food? I think it might be human nature to always think there aren't enough wars. There's Everyone's always seeking conflict. Because we don't have enough violence performance going on <laughs> yes, in the street. Yes, there's not enough waste. Uh, no matter how bad things are, I need the power to say, I can waste this! Oh. So we pick battles. Well, it's getting pretty deep. Sorry! It always comes down to battling beasts with you, cat. <laughs> <I know. coughs> so we've got some different food of groups. Mm-hmm. And, and advocates for each groups. Right. But yeah, the way you phrased it makes me think that you are sounding like you think that the, some of these industries might have ulterior agendas. <laughs> Well, they voice themselves pretty loudly, and we don't really know what's behind each one. So there might be an economic incentive for one group or another to say, don't eat that, eat this. Right. 
Like, because I own the cactus ranch, and so you should eat cactus meat, because it's good for you. Right. And there's a lot of groups that don't necessarily produce food that also want to talk about food production. Like Jenny McCarthy says, don't eat vaccines, because they'll give your kid altruism. Does she say that? Oh, she hates yeah, vaccines. Yeah. There's those. I stopped eating vaccines because of her. <laughs> vaccine cereal was so good. I know. Vaccinos. I know. I know that, that cereal-flavored vaccine. I mean... And the yogurt product, Vactiva? <laughs> Yum. It makes me poop. Inactivated viruses. <laughs> and then my turlet can't get the flu. Ever. But then my turlet got altruism. <laughs> hey, Kat. Hey, Detore. What's your alignment? Chaotic good. I knew it. (laughs) Just thought we'd check in there. So there's different kinds of food. Okay, which has more energy for me to eat, a plant or a mammal? If we're counting energy in terms of calories, then I think something from an animal will typically have more calories than something from a plant. So, okay, in general, uh, eating a mammal will give you more calorie than eating a leaf. Yes. Okay. So our ancient alien ancestors would have survived easier by eating a lot of beef fats. Or humans. Right. Or human beefs. Right. Rather than eating the grass. Correct. But now we have conquered nature itself. We have become nature. And so we don't need to eat as many beefs. Or we've found that eating grass is pretty good. I don't think so, Kat. (laughs) I mean... No one believes that. No... Doesn't really taste good. Eating grass, no. However, smoking grass. Oh dear. Uh, huh? Uh, yoga. Not you know food. what I'm saying? Not, no. Not, not <laughs> you can't deny it. Uh, I, I will deny it. Uh, okay, so yes. Pregnant we, pause. If all we wanted were more calories, yes. Then yes, we would eat nothing but animal products all the time. However. Huh. There's these things called obesity and what we need versus what we want to take in. Survival versus nourishment versus overeating. Okay, slow down. What is obesity? Obesity is a medical condition by which the body mass index has hit, I don't know, 25 or something like that. What does that mean? That it's it can rent a car? <laughs> For a little less. Nice. I mean, you can rent a car when you're under 25. Are you serious? You pay more. Oh, Wish I would have known that. I think. Getting back to obesity. Obesity. Never is heard of it. A problem in our country. So, Why? So they say. So they say uh, because we have too many calories in our bodies and we haven't been boiling those cups of water. So therefore, our small intestines get enlarged and flesh becomes more flesh. Yes. And rolls of fat begin to accumulate across the body and people bo- people's bodies place the fat in different places oh so it's some... like a game like hide... <laughs> like hide hide uncle hide uncle larry's bag of fat yeah hide and go seek <laughs> yeah so some people carry their fat around the belly near the intestines some uh, people yes. carry their fat in their thighs or upper arms other people carry their fat everywhere like me i like to show it off <laughs> yes well, you have a very you know, equal distribution of fat. I'm like body. a walking Christmas ornament. Oh. You should see me in my silver suit. Yes, you are like tinsel. Thank you. Tinsel glitter. Also, not a food. Do not eat tinsel or glitter. Why? Bad idea. I like to paw at it every Christmas. <laughs> Although, if you were really after that shiny poo. Yeah. The clear... Crystal, what were you talking about? Crystal poo. Crystal poopsie. That, right. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Crystal Poopsie. <laughs> yes. Maybe <laughs> tinsel, glitter, and or tin foil would get you there. Oh, tin furl. Mm-hmm. And then it bakes inside of you with your boiling cups of water. Make and sure then you keep it covered for 30 minutes at 350. And you poke some little holes in that big potato otherwise. <laughs> otherwise it'll explode. Ooh. It will explode. Okay, cat. Yes. You've taught us all about the different food groups. You've vaguely taught us about obesity. Not very well. No, I still don't understand why it's a problem. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of the unnerving elements of food. Pink slime! I've heard of pink slime, and there's yes. been some internet memes. I bet I've you've eaten some... it. I, I, uh, <laughs> I tried not to eat the pink slime. That's what they called me in college. Yeah, well, uh... Hmm? Yeah, I you know I heard that they make pink slime into a certain fast food chain's chicken nuggets. 
That was that was where I heard about the pink slime. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Pink slime is just ground up gross meat parts. Right. I mean if you think about any kind of pre-packaged meat. It had to have been pink slime at some point because all meat is pink. They homogenize it. Right? Once the oxygen hits the blood or the muscle fibers, um, they become pink. I have heard, and I'm not an expert in this, although I'm an expert in most things, I'm not an expert in this, I have heard that uh, uh, certain chemicals are added to make a a pinkish color come out from the normal gray slime (laughs) that it would otherwise be. Ammonia is gassed through ground beast uh, to help prevent the growth of bacterials. Yes, they see ground beast was rejected during the Grinch who stole Christmas and they ate roast beast. They ate roast beast, but, yes. Yeah, this other yes, beast. Yes, they did. This other beast requires some ammonia additive. You know what are ground beasts? For its pink sheen. What, what are ground beasts? Earthworms. Ah! Full circle! Uh, Two doc- points to Tori. Dr. Seuss loves a good ground, I mean, roast beast. Who is the Tori Seuss? <laughs> your what is the name of this false god? Your cousin? No. <laughs> your mother's favorite? No. <laughs> your uncle? Shut. Shut your wormhole. Your door? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, obesity is a problem in our country and in other developed countries because people eat too much and they eat bad things. Like secrets. Yes, those make you very fat. They make you fat with guilt. Yes. Which is why you gotta let it all out. And they can make a horror movie about it. A horror movie? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, about the Jewish faith? The dance they do? What? The horror. The, oh, the horror? The horror. Okay. We talked about, we, hmm. Obesity. We talked about obesity. Right. We talked about. Should we talk about anorexia as well? No. Okay. That's sensitive. (laughs) For some reason, you're allowed to joke about obesity. That's fine. But anorexia, that's a a disorder. You know what? Yeah, sure. Talk about it. So anorexia is what happens when the body is in starvation. In what, what? But it is considered specifically a first world disorder and a mental disorder. And that a human being is more interested in control over his or her diet than they are in survival. And so they purposefully starve themselves and thus the body goes into starvation mode the body becomes very skeletal they might develop extra hair across the body because they're not warm enough Uh, and when the body's in starvation mode the whole digestive process gets messed up and all calories are instantly converted to fat oh because the body's trying to survive bonus (laughs) and so the body stops functioning well so obesity and anorexia cover two wide ends of spectrum of disorders dealing with digestion, but for different reasons. So now does uh, anorexia always have to do with you care about how you look? Or not could someone be anorexic not ne- not necessarily. Uh, for a different often reason? Often anorexia is very common in uh, groups of people who care about, who are obsessed with looks and worried about being thin and want to be thin. Like the beholder from Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly like that. All they do is looks. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. However, anorexia is not about looking thin. It is about control. Control. It is called anorexia nervosa. What? And it is a mental disorder that is about control, about the diet. Control. Hmm. This is control. This is control. Engines, do as you're told. Count, what the hell is that? (laughs) That was Starlight Express, (laughs) circa 1993. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this famous musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber on roller skates. I don't know who Andrew Lloyd Lobster is. <laughs> you, I think you do. I think I do. Oh, I think you do. Secrets. <laughs> Which you ate. I'm swollen with secrets. Oh, you're obese. Because uh. you ate Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. I have no control. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because cat control is an illusion. I'm going to drop some serious mind bombs on you right now. You know, the Buddhas are fat. The what? The Buddhas. The butters? No. I like butters. Ugh, I'm trying to go deep with you here. Some Buddhas can be fat. Right? Not all Buddhas have to be fat, though. But... Did you know that in the original Buddha... The original Buddha before he became enlightened? <laughs> the original Buddha. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the original Buddha. He's a crazy old Buddha. <laughs> The original what? Buddha, before he became enlightened and sat under a Brundy tree, he uh, became an aesthetic, and he... Uh, ascetic? Mm, yep. Ascetic. Uh, aspirin. He <laughs> starved himself. He starved himself with his uh, uh, religious boys, 
And they're like, let's be skeletons together. And there's a statue made of this butter. And he looks like a skeleton. But then he was like, hey, this is stupid. And so he went and he sat under a tree. And he got teeth enlightenment. And then he fought off the arrows of the devil. And then he became happy. Cats! Yes, Dottore! Let's get into the big hammer here. Right. Genetically modified FUD. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about it? What do you think about it? Elmer's twisted cousin. Who? Never mind. Food? Food items are broken down at the molecular or genetic level. At the, at the DNA. Ch- at, the, at, the, at the DNA level and changed in some way to, in order to grow more of them so they can be sold more easily, to grow them bigger, to grow them so they're prettier, to yes. stop uh, bugs from eating them so they're injected with pesticides and things like that so that... They're uh, resistant. Yes, so they're resistant to pestilence and... And disease. Yes, so... You know, presumably speaking, all genetically mod- all genetic <laughs> modifications were done with the purpose of feeding people. Right. Uh, however, there's a lot of people out there that think that all of these modifications were for bad. For bad? And they uh, do bad things to us. So there's a lot of people out there who say that GMOs are really <clears throat> bad for you. And although your body can ingest them, that it actually does a lot of harm to your system uh, because these things aren't meant to be eaten. That's, right, they that's one side of the debate. They weren't laid in the earth by the righteous hand of Gord. No. No, they were created by man. No. Like nor, a Pop-Tart. Nor, nor pilgrims, nor Indians. Nor sea, nor squirrel, nor sense of day <laughs> no. shall defray us from our noble rounds. I know this old postman trope. Yes. So, <clears throat> anyway, that's, that's one argument. Now, and some people would like to say that if a food item is labeled organic you have avoided the GMO dilemma and that may be true that anything labeled organic cannot therefore be a GMO however that doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy or good for you the organic label has uh, doesn't mean that like a lot of people believe that the organic label means that there wasn't any pesticide involved Mm -hmm. with the crop this is not true you can still put pesticides on crops that you're going to call organic. They just can't be synthetic pesticides, so the poison must come from the earth. Oh. So they still can put pesticides on your crops. Thank and, you. Well, yep. So uh, the organic debate, there's, again, lots of lots of great arguments for more local and sustainable food that well, is I'm not a, well, genetically modified. But yes. just because something's local doesn't mean it's not genetically modified. Nope. No, but a lot of people believe that economically that that's a better idea but no you're right because there could be secret lab in your backyard and you make genetics yes you could be making crystal meth hot dogs really in your secret lab i'll be right back (laughs) open up your brain mouths kids because it's time to suckle off the sweet milk of knowledge from my wisdom nipples That's right! It's time once again for Ask Dottore, the segment where you, the casual listener, write in with questions, and I ralph them back at you with viscous chunks of thought attached. Cat, what's our first question? Harshish asks, What invention of the past 100 years has the best unintentional use? Also, why do birds suddenly appear every time you draw near? Horsheesh, I'll answer both questions with one simple word. Suet. For the uninitiated, suet is raw beef fat removed from the loins and kidneys of beef animals and mutons. It has many household uses. Just like Windex. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> It has many household uses. <laughs> like Crisco? Mm. Closer, yes. <laughs> it has many household uses. As a high-energy milkshank for a chilly winter afternoons, as a healthful crusting for the 3D oven printing of British puddings, and, of course, as face lube for cramming your face around corners and through tight-fitting jerns. Now, to answer the second part of your question, why do boids suddenly appear every time I am near? Suet, my good man! They can't get enough of it! Why, those dirty birds would peck me asunder if I didn't keep the pockets of my business suet lined with a platoon of bloodthirsty space worms! Space worms are thirsty for blood, you see, cat. We've been talking about worms a lot. I'm just saying that they're crazy for blood. Next question! Right! 
<clears throat> Zach asks, how does a genius scientist like yourself cure cancer? Good question, Zach. Way to keep it light. How does a genius scientist like myself cure cancer? Like this. You're welcome, Zach. Any more questions, Cat? Heck no. Great. Play the sound. Cat. Dottore. As you know, I invited you on today's podcast to celebrate food in Thanksgiving. But then I burned down the kitchen. It's called the galley. Shut up, you. My point is that I'm afraid I don't have any dinner for you to eat. That's okay. I'm stuffed with secrets that are already making my belly swell. I was wondering about that. Right. But because I'm stuffed with secrets and feeling like such an enlightened Buddha, I think we should use this time to reflect on the things in our lives that we are thankful for. That sounds stupid. Dottore. Gratitude. It's not that stupid. Why? Okay. Someday, when you're on your deathbed... Uh You can regret things, or you can lie there dying and be like, Hey, I had a pretty awesome life. That's gratitude. That's ridiculous! I'm not gonna die! I'm gonna die! Get down! Dottore, come out and be executed! Why are you doing this? Because Dottore abandoned me on Mars! Well, I'm sure he's sorry. Aren't you, Dottore? No! I'd do it again, you little blue ingrates! Just... Say that you're sorry! I won't! Go wear it! No! Contrition! No! Say an act of contrition! No! Ugh! Fine! No! Fine! Pod chamber, activate oven defense matrix! Right, Al. I didn't know the pod chamber had oven armor. You never asked. Quick, Dottore, get in the oven and close the door. I will confront Balnaz and tell her that you escaped. Brilliant! I know. Well, Cat, despite being a stupid dummy who is so much dumber than me, you figured out a way to save the day. For that, I give you thanks. How does gratitude taste? What? Never mind. Get in there, you old turkey! Weird choice of words? Are you locking me in? Yes! For safety. Yay! Miss Cat, Bulldoz is at the door. Let her in. As you wish. Hello again, Balnaz. Hello, Agent K. Is the bird in the nest? But of course, everything is in readiness. Excellent. We shall increase the heat incrementally over the next several hours. And like the fabled frog in the boiling pot, he won't know what is happening until it is too late. (laughs) Are you two laughing about cooking me? No. No. Okay. I mean, forget I said that. I escaped. Hooroo! Wow, what an evening. Talk about being in the hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry we baked you and then ate the majority of your intercostal muscles. That's okay. I've been meaning to have those taken out anyway. And speaking of taken out, if you live in the Chicago area and have a sweetheart who likes to leave the house every year or so, you'll want to take them out to see the fun stuff that Kat is doing. Cat, what fun stuffs are you in these days? So my most recent project is called Non-Traditional, which is a feature film about an Iraq war vet who is going to college on the GI Bill. The film premiered on Veterans Day 2013 at the Roxy in Potsdam, New York. And keep your ears and eyes peeled because Ah! (laughs) it, it hurts for your own good. Did you learn this in boarding school as a child? <laughs> <laughs> Not boarding school, just a really paddle-filled one. Paddling school, I'm sorry. Paddling school. Non-traditional is a film that you're in. Paddling pool, yes. Uh, non-traditional is going to be making its way through the film festival circuit, so stay tuned and we'll find out where it lands. Ooh. Uh, the production company is Salonista Media, and another company that we know and love, Heartlife, did additional sound recording for the film. And uh, I star in the movie. You are a star. I, I, it's my first feature. I'm really You're a big, about it. beautiful star, baby. Uh, I have really big deltoid muscles. Really? I don't know how glamorous that is. Show but... me your deltoid quadrant. Bam! Oh, my eyes! Why did I peel them? <laughs> There's no protection. <laughs> gotcha. So you're in a film called Non-Traditional. Non-Traditional. Keep your lookouts for that. Yes. And uh, you can hear my voiceover work in Our Fair City. Seasons three and four are up. I play several characters in each, and season five has just completed recording and will be launching in January. Oh, yes. Go to OurFairCity.com. Oh. And you can hear me play Dora Dora the Naturalist, Lomi the Mole, Cumulus Jane. Yes. Or Lindsay the Time Traveler. Hello. And I also play Eunice the... 
transportation supervisor. Why are you squinting at me like that? Do you need your eyes peeled? <laughs> Apparently. So you play, you play a whole lot. I play multiple characters. And actually, Mark Soloff plays quite a few characters himself, in addition to writing many episodes. Oh, is that guy my idiot roommate? That's what my idiot roommate's been doing? That is what he does. (laughs) I don't know. I just throw things at him when he walks through the door. (laughs) Do you hit him? I hit at him. You need to work on your aim. I'm, uh... Is your aim true? No. No. Why are you being like this? Because I'm your analyst. Damn it. (laughs) Cognitive behavioral therapy. All right, so uh, we can listen to you in season four. You got any other internute voice work coming up? Indeed, you can hear me as a guest on Alcoholywood. I was the guest for the Flash Gordon episode, oh. as well as well as the Brat, the Breakfast Club, the Brat, <laughs> the Brat, the Breakfast Club, starring the Brat Pack, paging Dottore Freud, mm-hmm, bringing it full circle. So I'm on those two episodes of Alcoholywood, and I will be back on Alcohol Hollywood in January to review Mean Girls. Oh, and don't forget, if you liked episode one of Blaster Podcast, uh, my special guest, Jared Latour, uh, is one of the co-hosts of Alcohol Hollywood. Indeed. Jirobo Batsu himself. Alcohol Hollywood is your source for cinebriation. All right, that's enough advertising for them, Cat. Sorry. Do the Blaster Podcast <laughs> tagline. Uh, I am a man of science! Uh, close enough. <laughs> okay, uh, if you want to keep up with me, my yoga classes, or any performances that I'm involved in, go to lisacatevans.com, and that's L-I-S-E-K-A-T-E-V-A-N-S.com. You can also follow me at Lisa Cat Evans on Twitter. Not only is she sharp as a whip, but she's also adorable. <laughs> Confirmed by Twitter. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, I, I was told by an unknown stranger. An unknown entity. An unknown entity that... He found my earlier episode of Blastro Podcast adorable. Thanks. Here we go in episode Thanks, two. Thanks, we'll Carrie freaking Grant. All right, enough of this Twitter love. Handle that on the internet. This is the radio part of the internet. Cat! <laughs> Let's get back to me. Yes. Okay, I got some plugs. It's all about Did you. Did I sing the plug song? We didn't sing the plug song. Fuck. We better we have to go back. And a one, and a two. It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! It's time for plugs! Not drugs, but plugs! Give me a hug! Don't! Well, I see I have met my match. Two non-huggers in the same chamber. <laughs> He's lying. I'm a big cuddle bunny. Ugh. Anyway, uh, please, if you already enjoyed this episode of Blaster Podcast and haven't done so already, please click subscribe to Blaster Podcast on your iTunes. Also, you can find me on Stitcher, you can find me at blasterpodcast.com, and you can ask me Ask Dottore questions on my Twitter handle, which is at AskDottore, A-S-K-D-O-T-T-R-I-E. <clears throat> Close enough. Orca? And that's it for this month's episode of Blaster Podcast, Cat. Thank you once again for being my honored guest. Any final thoughts? Well, there is some stuffing poking out of the wound in your side there. Oh my god, cat. That's not stuffing. It's space worms! Ah! 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 They are harming me! They sting! Ow! Don't fight them! They'll only get more around! Ah! Happy Thanksgiving! Surge! <laughs> Surge! <laughs>